What's up, everyone? And welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app where we get paid for being smart. Yay! Woohoo! Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. How we doing? Who am I? It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, we are coming out the chair, as always, for this week 15 Monday Night Food. Foosball matchup, we got Rams, we got the Cheeseheads, let's do it to it, it's the three pillars of profit, you know how we do it here on Mayo Media Net, please rate, review, and subscribe, and in just a minute after I earn it, I'm about to put on a clinic, and then I'm going to ask you to stick your cartoon finger up inside me, because those YouTube likes just matter more than they should, so enough of that, we need more of this, it's the fastest show in NFL Absolutely. Anyway, yo, you take that bad boy to the bank and rubber stamp it with my big name on it. Let's get it. We start, as always, with our blue chip stocks brought to you by Jock Market. Love that. We're using Run the Sims projections. You know, make sure you're following those guys. Justin, the men and women over there doing excellent work. I like that they allow you to find tune team totals everybody this is probably the best way to use projections to your advantage listen lots of people are using projections that's why daily and conventional sites have gotten much sharper you don't want to start playing with the utilization stuff that's where they have expertise what you want to is just fine-tune team totals a half a point here half a point there i'm telling you it is worth its weight in gold all right we have the highest projected players on each team first it's the packers Aaron Rodgers, though sorry everyone, I think I have these flipped, we're in Green Bay, but it's Aaron Rodgers at the top at 17 and a half, then we get a nice teardrop down to Aaron Jones at 12, the same exact projection for Alan Lazard, the same for A.J. Dillon, remember we don't want to overreact to decimal points, that's not how you do it, these things are averages, we're going to allow these projections right to sink to us, tell us a tale, we're going to do some analysis, and then hopefully be consistent and you know leave here with more paper than when we started, and then it finishes up my boy Christian Watson, so what do we God, it's it's really non-determinate, I think is what we'd say, right? The Packer offense is going to flow through Aaron Rodgers. The Rams defense is, they're just in trouble, right? Anybody with Aaron Donald is going to be in trouble. But that is the stronger side of it. They're known for playing the super soft zone. And I think the projection system see that, right? So it's going to funnel through Rodgers. Where is it going to go? We're not 100% sure. So everybody just gets the same projection. Keep an eye on Watson, right? He... It's very hard to project because you almost feel like it's never going to be 12. It's either going to be 4 or it's going to be 44, right? Other side, it's the Rams and Baker Mayfield. I mean, that was just like miraculous. I don't want to buy into this stuff. I do believe somewhat in pedigree. I do believe in Sean McVay. I don't want to go too far with any of that. This team is decimated with injuries and we've kind of seen it. You know, let's pump the brakes on the Rams. It's Baker Mayfield projected at 13.4, right? Not too dissimilar from the entire pack squad okay so right off the bat i'm thinking this game i saw minus six and a half minus seven that doesn't feel like it jives to me if everybody is going to hang double digits on the packers every skill position and nobody is really going to crack a dozen points on the rams you know spoiler for the audio only listeners it's down to acres at 10.8 higby at 10.5 which again i don't know how you get to 10.5 he's averaging like two catches a game lately to van jefferson at nine and then ben skowernick at seven that's probably the one that's a little bit low we'll get into it in the second section with the penny stocks let's do a little bit of analysis here as always remember audio only listeners you could jump on over to twitter at john legaza or the mayo media network handle and kind of grab these graphics they're always free i think it's nice to have it in one place 
place where you can kind of refer to it without, you know, having me yammer over it and all that good stuff. So, all right, defense, you know, as the season goes on and on, it becomes more and more difficult to provide all the proper nuance and context, especially in just a few minutes that we have here. I think it's more important with defenses to zoom a bit more in, of course, with injuries and stuff like that. Rams defense, again, different, going to be different with Aaron Donald. Bottom of the barrel, last eight, 24 points a game, 5.6 yards of play, negative EPA, drive distance allowed, over 34 yards, more than three minutes time of possession per drive. That's not any good, but you wouldn't quite think it was just as bad for the Packers. All that or worse, 390 a game, six yards per play, minus .06 EPA per play, 37 yards per drive, and again, 42% scoring drives allowed. It's been a real disaster for the Packers on the ground in particular. Last eight games, over 170 rush yards a game allowed, over five yards per carry, almost two yards before contact per rush, right? That's really where they're getting smoked. And again, the Packers also... The, as far as the defensive package go, you see a lot more zone coverage than you see man. They're going to kind of play it soft, and you see that reflected in you know the high yards per game, yards perception, right? They've also allowed 14 passing touchdowns allowed last eight. Not what we expected from the Packers' defense. You zoom on in, and I think we're seeing as they've gotten healthier, Packers' D, so let's zoom in. Last four, Rams' defense falling apart, you know, even worse. All those metrics are really bad. They're in the bottom five easily, minus... 20.21 EPA per dropback over a 70% completion allowed more than 12.5 yards per reception. Keep that in mind. Rams getting beat really, really deep because they are the top zone. I don't know if you want to call them the top zone coverage team, right? But they play the most zone in the league. And remember, again, some of the stuff, uh, nuance and context I like to add is not just to do that, but it's it's about those numbers, right? So when a team plays a very heavy zone package, that number's going to be, like, in the high 80s. And then when you start to calculate all the, like, inches plays and stuff like that, it's almost a pure zone pack. Like, they're not going to play man. So that could be helpful. Again, you know, we're providing all these tools and stuff. It is on my Patreon page, but it's not... It, you don't have to pay. It's Freetron for, you know, you and Metron. And I'm running all these defensive stats. You can get split metrics and stuff like that. Just check it out. All the stuff's funneled through Twitter. And if you really enjoy, you know, hat tip Patty Mayo. He's kind of let me out the cage to kind of provide all this extra stuff, all that fun stuff that we're doing. All right. So last four, Rams defense falling apart, allowing a lot of deep passes because of the zone. We're going to look at the zone pack and Aaron Rodgers with the pass catchers in the second section. Over to Green Bay. Again, I'm a little bit reticent about going after the passing stats as they have gotten healthier right remember that's it's really such a big factor in handicapping these games is like who's healthy the Packers are coming off the bye they've been playing better and after they got that injection with Christian Watson it almost it feels like a different team I mean it is a different team they were a team without weapons it's still a guy who won what, what two MVPs in the last four years and Rodgers is making his throws you got to have somebody there. You can't, you know, that giant sucking sound of Devontae Adams. Like, 100% of the team target's going to go. They didn't properly replace it. They tried to sell us on Romeo Dobbs. He's okay. You're going to also see him progress. But then he got injured, right? And Watson ended up being the stir that shrugged that drink. So I'm really into them in particular. You can see where I'm going with the Rams allowing the deep passes. I really like Watson, even though he has not been the main Target in the zone, he has been productive. All right, over to the Packers side. I do have to put these numbers out there. And this is kind of up to us. This is last four. Packers have been one of the worst defenses in the league easily. 439 yards a game, almost seven yards per play. But it's pretty much all on the ground. Like, they are just getting decimated on the ground. Bottom three EPA per snap, 35 rushes per game, good for more than 200 rushing yards allowed. That's 5.72 yards per rush, almost two yards before contact, and six rushing touchdowns. 
but, 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 like big shaking butt. Are the Rams going to be able to est- establish a run game without any kind of other threats, right? Because again, you got to be very careful just going, bad rush team, good rush D, O and D. Compare, it just doesn't, it's not that simple because these things are more about the layered strategies, right? The punch and the counter punch. Right? I mean, they, if the team knows that they can't stop the run or struggle with it, you'll get, get the extra man in the box, right? The Packers are going to dare the Rams to go up top again. We'll cover some of that stuff in a pass catching stuff. I don't know where they get it. The Rams are going to take their shots. That's one thing you're going to have to give Baker. And I think that's one thing that they've probably been driving into his head, which I know I'm not always the subjective better, but I think that is one thing that we're probably seeing from the Rams and McVay, at least right now. It might be the first time they're telling Baker to just go be you, bro. Just go throw the rock. And go be daring he's gonna do it it's not always gonna end well right so i don't think it's gonna necessarily get there but i do think they're going to challenge the packers i do think they're going to struggle to establish the run because again we've seen acres so i we can do the rush that's here right acres last four 46 percent of the team rushes 13 attempts per game only 50 rush yards per game he's gotten in the end zone right that's that deodorant that some of the better analysts that i like to mention 3.9 yards per carry not very good 1.2 yards before contact per rush not any good 2.7 after contact also not any good with only two targets so i really want to pump the brake on acres i think that's the fool's gold now again i could be wearing this giant l on my big fat forehead by the end of tomorrow but that's where i'm gonna go i think the public is gonna chase acres seeing the weak packers run d stats i believe the packers will stack the box dare the rams and not really i don't think acres is very good right so it's not necessarily like the rams have unleashed this run game on anybody so i think the packers actually are healthy get it done against Akers and the Rams on the ground, dare them to do it. I'd probably be pivoting, especially in jock market, where I believe, you know, the prices on these backups and stuff are usually pretty disparate. I'd probably be looking more at Kyron Williams' last four, half the rush attempts, you know, six attempts, half the rush yards, 25 yards rush, so he's been just as effective on the ground. However, eight targets, you know, five for 43 and oh, three receptions in two of the last five. So that might be an interesting kind of prop also if you're into that. You're right as we kind of do the, the Venn diagram thing, right? Conventional daily play, DraftKings, plus jock market, hopefully, you know, some stuff in the middle and I'm helping everybody at least, you know, not just see, oh, play this guy. It's not that easy. It's where are we putting the chips and how? So, boom. I think that will do it. I think it's a pretty good wrap on the blue chip section, man. All that and a bag of chips as we get the ball past the 50-yard line. So, just to wrap it up, cook, I think blue chips is pretty simple, right? We definitely want to get with Rodgers. I think we definitely want to get with Jones and I'm going to be looking more for Watson. Again, with the heavy zone play with the Rams, you'll probably get some dink and dunk stuff. So expect the Lazard like six for 50, but that's not going to break any slate, right? So if you want to stand out, I think where some people might be reticent of pairing the running back, I think I'd be okay with that. So if it's Rodgers, Jones, and Watson, other side, it's really tough to get with any Rams. I guess it's Scournick if you're buying what Mayfield is selling, and if not, it's probably Jefferson for the daring end of that. All right, so that got us into opponent's territory all right let's do it to it second pillar of profit here at mayo media net it's your penny stock section brought to you by jock market love that app again this is the reason why right i think in the front end you're talking more about kind of betting and dfs because the blue chips right is blowing up the slate and i think penny stocks is really where you're gonna get paid in jock market remember every play 
stands on its own. So one of the greater than signs for chalk market is that you can play more than one quarterback. Now, this isn't necessarily the game to do that, but a lot of times when our favorite running quarterbacks are all in the same slate in conventional DFS, you have to choose one. Where yesterday, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, whoever, let's go get him. And I think that's really clutch. Again, you know, DFS kind of, you need to play a tight end. What if I don't want to play a tight end? What if I don't want to play? Right, I'm kind of stubborn in my way. So well, that's some of the reasons I like jock market. Oh, wait, we got two quarterbacks, three running backs, five wideouts, a tight end, and if you squint, there's a partridge in a pear tree down there somewhere. Uh, Audio-only listeners, remember, you could jump on over and I got all this stuff. And I think this probably is the preeminent jock market show. No one else really combining, write these things. Because I really think that there is a direct relationship between... Again, it's a very small group of us, right, playing this thing of ours, where DFS or conventional ownership is going to be driving these IPOs, right? There's generally a fount of information, right? Projections come from singular places, butterfly ripple out and stuff. And again, there's a lot of correlation. So not to say we want to start going with the I know better method all the time, but you do have to be willing to push up against these things again because so many people are so sharp. But I think jock market opens the door... For more profit, of course. I mean, of course, right? And DFS, you're just, it's a known thing. It's a 19 parlay, and you generally lose. Where in Jock Market, you could really play around even, similar to trading, because, you know, single plays with progressive tops can float um, baselines, right? There's a little bit of trading strategy for you out there also. So it's Rodgers and it's Mayfield, of course. There are only two QBs in the game. Baker last game, 22 of 35, 231 and 0, 91. Passer rating, 6.5 YPA. 71% of targets went to wideouts, 11 running back, 14 tight end. So think about that, right? They're, they're trying to shell him, right? It's a, it's a close pack. They're running the ball, and when they're not, they're going to try and protect him and give him some time to get it out. 6.5 YPA pretty much getting smoked by, you know, the scouring thing. Let's do Rodgers first, then we'll get into the pass catchers. Rodgers, last four again. Not to be cherry-picking stats, but I think the Watson thing matters, and they're coming off the bye. So Rodgers, last four, 67 of 773, 8 and 2. 101 passer rating, 7.3 YPA. This has been the better version of Aaron Rodgers. Again, he's a good player. He's awesome. People are getting ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think the pass on the acceleration, right? Life being a series of ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. I think Rodgers and the Packers are on the upswing. Again, give me the health, give me the talent. I love Christian Watson. I really like Aaron Rodgers. He's very good. Positive EPA versus man end zone in that time frame. 23% of targets to the running back, 61 wide out, 12% tight end. Forget the tight ends. Really jumping off the board here, though. 35% of his targets are going to the slot, 50% outside, and a double digit deep rate so there are there's your Rodgers that's Aaron Rodgers okay he's going outside he's going deep he is going to the wide outs okay this is the better form of the Packers I'm really getting back into the Packers pass catching stuff all right to the value running backs we covered some of the running stuff already Dylan coming up as the highest cost per point right we mentioned very similar projections Right, Dylan was right there too, 11-8 to the Jones 12-1. However, his salary at 6-2 compared to 11-2, if you're a projection guy, I mean, this is obviously a slam dunk. You don't need me to tell you to do the math that the cost per point is going to be nearly half. And then when you look at the ownership, ah, there's like that bit of sharpness, right? Dylan's ownership projection is higher at 48 to Jones is 36. However, I don't think that traverses the gap. So where I mentioned Jones before, again, I think we're getting to health. I know they were splitting work, but I, I am... A 
Jones, believer, you know, in the guy that we thought we were getting in the second round, let's say, of whatever, of fantasy drafts. Yes, Dylan got the big work against Chicago, but it's really been all Jones. We don't have to look back too far. 24 carries against Dallas, went for 138 and 1. You know, then the very next game, six catches. So all of those are in the range of outcomes. I think we're going to get closer to the 18 to 21 touch range than we would get to the 13 to 15. Maybe we saw as again, they're limping to the bye. A week 14 bye. Whatever, that's so ridiculous. I have a bone to pick with the schedule makers for the NFL. Though I think they got their come up and putting Denver on the slate and the Rams on every slate. Good, that's what you get. You know, oh, so, oh, ultimately frustrating. And then Cam Akers is the other value for the Rams. We mentioned it before. For me, it's, it's really, it's a whole lot of nothing. It just feels like smoke. It's not very efficient. He's not very explosive. I don't think they're able, meaning the Rams, I don't think they're able to challenge the defense, like I said, in ways that they're going to open up the lanes that they need. Again, I'm not much of a 150 entry player, and I think that opens the door to like this weird analysis. Well, nothing surprised me. Let's do this. Everybody does everything. So I'd like to be a bit more focused, not to say single entry is the only way, but I think trying to do analysis, I'd like to be more focused, right? Let's say, let's go to three to five, right? It's not a single narrative, but draw up a couple narratives and then just make sure, people, that your bets properly reflect the analysis that you've done. I think that's the most important thing, especially in jock markets, you only get one whack at it. In conventional DFS, which is why DK is so great. Listen, I don't mean to slander it. It is really good, and sharp people can't make money at it. But draw it up and be consistent. You can't believe how many times, I mean, again, I wear all of my losses very publicly. How many times I've said, you know, oh, I don't expect a lot of scoring. And I end up with all, like, overs or, like, just things that don't make sense, right, that are not consistent with my analysis. So stick with it again. So I'm not going to be going after Acres as much as I like Dylan. I think I'm going to get away from it. I'm going to be pivoting and going for Jones in Jock Market. I'm not buying, really, what the IPOs are selling, but I know Jones has that singular upside, right? He is like that guy with the four-touchdown game. So he has a few of those, one of the few players in history, I think, that does. So I'm going to go with Jones. I'm going to pivot Dylan at my own you know, detriment, let's say. But again, in jock market, you could get a little bit of exposure to him. I don't know if I'd run them both out, but that would be a unique look in showdowns. Let's get into the pass catching stuff and do as much of it as we can. I'll read it to you first, and we'll go over as many stats as I can get before we got to get out of here, right? It's Lazard, 12.1 points, 7.6 salary with the 630 cost per point. You know, that's going to be really good. Remember, again, well, nuance and context. On showdown slates, you're lucky if you get these cost per points down to 600 650 that's why i'd like the main slate so much more and why i usually suggest new players to wait for main slates to jump in and use that free promo cash that you get when you sign up and use the code mmn because you get cost per points down in the 250s and 300s ipos that are in the three range with possibilities to you know, double, triple, and quadruple up without really having to be very good at all. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like Mr. Low Expectations. But hey, man, you know, with a grind up right, that yodeler in uh, Price is Right. And I'm fine with that. I'm not looking for the parabolic shot up. Very rarely does that happen in life. All right, there we go. I just ate into some of the time that I should have been doing analysis, rambling the big old mouth. All right, so what do I got here? I have to give myself notes for notes. All right, we wanted to look at Green Bay against the zone. All right, so I got that here. This is Green Bay against the zone since we got Watson. Now, it's been pretty 
focused at the top, maybe what you'd expect, who's the target leader, it is Christian Watson. However, the efficiency is not great, right? Because of the depth of target, air yard per target is up near 20, right? That 28 dot is really thick, but on 15 targets, 8 for 111 and 2 touchdowns, right? So we know the explosions are there, the explosive plays are there, and that's why I really like Watson so much. I mean, you see this guy running across the field. He's another one of those people, again, Quick X and O may be more important than any of these numbers. Again, you can always hit me up. And I, I do have the sheets out here. You can go check them for yourself. All the stuff is 100% free. Pat, Patty May, you could thank him for that. All these advanced stats of every single thing that I mentioned, I draw it from my own fountain and then share with everybody. I've been very lucky in this life. So it's Watson with the deep A dot, 8, 111, and 2, right? But after that, the target leaders. After that, it's Jones, 12, 66, and 1. Alan Lazard, 10 for 111 and 0. So really, I think Lazard has to pop. Maybe I have to bite my tongue or what I said before maybe he's a bit boring well if they're really going to run a ton of zone and if Green Bay not say well they will abandon the run but if they were going to look to extend the run game through the pass that's where you see those high Jones looks right so it does kind of lend itself not just fundamentally right we've seen the kind of action Jones gets himself worked in and I guess Lazard maybe I still go that like 5 for 50 man could be 5 for 50 in the first half and then if that turns into like 9 for 81 yeah nothing is really great but he does get home so in my Packer stack uh, I'm adding Lazard I'm adding Lazard right so go with the four Packers you know that it, I'm going blow out here right so and that's what it is right so you go Rodgers Jones, Lazard, and Watson, right? Watson scores the early TD, maybe two, and Lazard is piling it up the whole game. And I think there's really a, a way here that the Packers just kill him. People have a stank of the narrative that the Packers are no good. The thing I wanted to get to about Watson, the X's and O's that I was alluding to is this. Remember, we've mentioned a ton of this. Scoring is down because of the inception of these two high shells. People beating it to death. It's a bit more nuanced than that. But because of the these preventative defensive schematics, Right, we're seeing teams have to play underneath. And because of that, right, you see longer drives, you need more efficiency, it's harder to make 15 plays than it is four, even if they're at a higher probability. But what ends up happening, they end up being in the middle of the field, either slot targets from the shotgun or running the ball in the middle. And what do all those things have in common? Tick, 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 tick. And that's part of why scoring, you know, is down. So I was actually thinking, I wonder if they, we, the NFL would ever stop the clock on first downs at college, you know, to, uh, that would bring our scoring back without changing the game too much. So I do like Lazard against it. After that, it's really not much of anything. I know I had mentioned Rodgers early on with the heavy slot targets, not as much against the zone. So where I'm, people might be looking for Cobb to take advantage of the soft zone pack from the Rams, I think I'd be feeding Cobb in this one. And I think I'm going to go with Lazard as my guy. It's probably a bit more of a cerebral thing to be able to find those soft spots in it. So I think that's good for the Packers. Let's do a bit of the Rams stuff. All right, this was just the last game with Baker Mayfield. Again, the cherriest of cherry picks, but it's what we got. I mean, could you have a bigger difference than having, you know, changing your quarterback? And of course, they've lost Cup and they've lost Al Robinson. Forgot the Rams are just terrible. I think, I think they were going to get killed. That could just be me. All right. And actually, at the top of the board, it's 2-2 Atwell. Nine targets with 5 for 15 36% target per route run. Better than 12 ADOT. 116 air yards, 40% of the team air yards, and five slot targets. So there's something there with Atwell. He wasn't, you know, it's not just like uh, Deshaun Jackson. You're looking for one for 60 and one. He did get peppered. I'm telling you, Mayfield's going to, he's going to be daring. Then it was Skowernick. He was doing all the underneath stuff, eight targets, seven for 89 and one, all the high efficiency stuff, 22% target per route run, 10 A dot, 83 air yards, 28% of the team air, and zero slot targets. So again, look for Skowernick, 
underneath. It's going to be interesting to see. Packers play a lot of zone, but it is a bit of a mix. I think their man pack is probably up in the high 20s, which is like mid-range, you know. And then it's Van Jefferson. There's your Deshaun Watson, like, all or none thing. The thing I did isolate here is with those, remember, again, if you're a team, when we say a team plays like a lot of man, right, I put the number to the zone up in the high 80s, a lot of man is in the high 30s. An excessive man is like in the high 40s. That's the Giants. So remember, even a team that plays a ton of man, it's really only about half the time. Packers play man just around a third of the time, like I was saying. So there are going to be snaps here where Van Jefferson, four targets, two for 44, and one. He was the top target against man. So I think that also plays itself into my narrative. So there you go. So there's my showdown team, right? It's, it's or my IP, my portfolio right if i were looking for the top end it's rogers to jones with watson lazard coming back with jefferson looking for the rams to isolate man coverage a certain times and when they do that's going to be it right you'll see mayfield kind of go for it all but if you want to buck that right and you're into the Packers stink thing remember i'm not like i'm right you're wrong and you're stupid we're just different you know and i'm oftentimes wrong so buck my work you know but make sure that you're using the stuff that we do that make sure it makes sense that there is a chance right where the rams are able to run the ball but if they're able to run the ball then maybe you see some underneath so the flip side still might not be mayfield but it would be that would be Akers, Skowernick, Atwell. And then the flip side of a closer game would probably be Lazard. And then maybe you go Dil- right Dylan or Jones. You kind of have the coin flip. I don't think anyone has a definitive answer to that. And at the bottom, the tight ends, nobody cares. Higby, I do not buy this 10-point projection. I'm going under. I'm going under Higby everything. If you can find like a fantasy point thing, like a, anywhere that offers this stuff, I'm going under. I'm not, I don't see how he gets there. As two, I think he has two catches. Uh, yeah, it's been trailing off. They're using all these season stats, but you're changing quarterbacks, you're changing usage numbers, new wide receivers and stuff. So he's averaging two catches and 17 yards over the last month with a four, eight dot, and zero yards after catch. So forget Nate Higby. He's going to catch it. For, he's going to go two for eight and fold down. And no, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. All right, that will do it for the penny stock section. So I think, you know, remember, last, the very, very, very last thing, our favorite lesson here is value is a rate stat, right? So just because something is cheaper doesn't make it a value. Case in point, the quarterbacks here. Rodgers and Mayfield only separated by 800 DK bucks, which is very minimal, but Rodgers with the much higher projection makes him a much better value, right? It's probably reflected in the IPO, but just to that point. All right, so the values, you know, I think we're going to add Lazard. I think you have to add Skowernick if that IPO holds around $6. I think he's a viable play. I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to go to Lazard up near 10 bucks. Watson's the kind of guy I'll go to 10 bucks for because he has a chance to really finish as the number one guy. We know that. And then for the Rams guys, it's going to be really tough. Maybe at will at seven if you're getting volume. Jefferson's going to be tough to pay six for such minimal targets. But all right, that will do it for the penny stock section. We are in the green zone. Let's get the ball to the big man so I can do my you know, dance in the end zone. You know, I've been practicing these all year. All right, let's close this bad boy out strong. Week 15, Monday Night Foosball Prop, brought to you by Jock Market. Make sure you download that app and use the promo code MMN. And then, you know, follow along. I am in that, I am in the JM streets every single day, and except for, yes, don't don't ask about yesterday, but the four weeks before, I was in the top, you know, 10 or 15 on the leaderboard every week. I really love playing Jock Market again, because I think with all this analysis, right, rather than having to write about the whole thing or none, individualized kind of betting has got us there. So I have Christian Watson, right? I won't hold the audio-only listeners in suspense any longer before we get out of here. Really quick, Christian Watson, plus 50 alt receiving yards, people. I just cannot recommend props in the negative because of what I mentioned before. Scoring is down. When matchups get exposed, they generally get hyper-exposed. 
So I'm putting the most conservative all prop here at 50, and that's plus 100, so even money. Watts, I don't even know if I, I, I was just, I don't know if he has under 50. I think the two games that it's under 50, I think it's 48. This guy's ceiling is tremendous. And you don't want to hit these props, or at least in my opinion. You don't want to hit these props and just miss. Yeah, he had 48, two of the last four. The other two were over 107. And I think this is kind of going to lend to my point, where I've been really getting into these ladder plays. And if you're following my Patreon page, like even though it seems like we're getting hammered, because again, we're playing, you're playing long shot stuff, right? Just because it's more bets doesn't mean it's more risk. Okay, so what I am recommending people doing if you're really into betting and just trying to sustain right if you're really trying to be serious about this stuff if you just if it's recreational play this one okay this is you play for 150 yards certainly in, in the cards he can get it in a single play so if you don't have it going into the last drive and the packers are down you could get it but what i want to be doing is getting behind again these singular matchups that have gone to the moon so if you had a watson prop at minus 120 for 40 yards those two times that's what you hit you know, and let's say you hit one, you miss one, 50% loser. If you're playing these, the weeks that you hit cover multiple weeks with the same risk. All right, so regardless if it's, again, I hate when people do that. You got to bet all this money. You don't have to bet all this money. Your R is your R, whether it's $10, $50, $100. Now, I can't say $2 because you can't really split $2 enough ways, but you can do it with $10, right? You can even do it with $5. Split these bets. Quickly, before we get out of here and before we do it, get the big face there and the big nose, put yourself in sustainable positions, right? When you set the bet, make the lowest parameter a profitable venture. Okay, so meaning like, right, let's say you were going to bet $10, then you really want to bet at least, right, six, right? Because so if you bet six and you double it, 20% of the venture, if you went to 7, goes to 14, 40% of the venture. How about that? Let's call it that. So instead of betting 10 on a minus 110, and give me $8, which you can I just don't understand anymore. Just don't pay juice, people. You won't go to advice, just don't pay juice. You bet a piece of it, where if you hit the low bar, the whole thing is a profit, you move on the next day. That's what this game is all about, the black, right? Because anytime you lose, 10%, you need 11% gain to get it back. Build the rest up the ladder, okay? So you have seven days, you have $3 left. You put a dollar on the 50, you put a dollar on the 60, you put a dollar on the 70, or a dollar on the 80, 90, and 100, where these odds are ridiculous. They are ridiculous, and in my opinion, they're actually, they don't keep up with it. I'll read it to you really quick, and then we're going to get out of here. So, uh, I'm funny, the odds are actually, well, close on value going against me for the first time. 50 yards at 108, 60 yards, 174, 70 yards, 270, 80 yards, 390. Listen, if you get that, boop, 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 39, you know, it's 390 plus 270. That's over six to go with the 14. And it's turned it into 20 now, right? The, it, it, you're... I'm just telling you, that's how you want to do it. Climb up these ladders, get with us at Mayo Media, and all the great nuance and context and stuff that you get here when you rock with us. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only party. Thank you all for sticking around. You know, your time is so precious. That's why I jam so much shite into this box to try and make it, you know, work 
while it leave you with something beyond just this game's analysis as we crawl towards the end of the NFL season I know the holidays the injuries teams being eliminated fantasy stuff ending it, you know the those out there I really do appreciate you get up in the comments and I'll do my best to get back in you and if you want to get the big man the biggest Christmas gift it's a five star review alright thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down here enjoy the game enjoy your day when we're done with the book enjoy that pay and remember when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo.